Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. It's Tuesday, and we got a special guest, and I want to welcome Matt Stryker onto the show. He will be with Win Daily and WinDLEDFS.com. I'm coach Jason Mizrahi. Matt, welcome to the show. Tell the, the listeners out there kind of why you joined Win Daily, what you want to bring to the table, and what's your goal uh, with joining Win Daily. So I've been begging and pleading, and then finally they were like, all right, let's give this guy a chance. He seems to be winning uh, his DFS and his fan duel. No, I'm just – listen, I used to be a pro wrestler. I was a high school social studies teacher from, from New York City. But uh, passion has always been baseball. And once I realized that you can apply, like, math and science and numbers that tell me that this guy does well against that guy and I can win money on it, that's when I really started to become intrigued by the whole thing. So that's why I'm here, and I'm happy that you guys have me. Now give me your money. <laughs> I was in a similar boat as you, Matt. Like when I first heard all these advertisements hit the radio and hit TV about eight years ago, I was like, was this made specifically for me? You combining <laughs> sports and math and competition and prizes, and I can do this all in a day and, and compete from home. I was like, this is the best thing ever. So I'm glad you're on the team once again. We got a big slate for your first show. So we got to dive right into this Atlanta-Pittsburgh game. We got Max Freed going against Steven Brawl. Freed's been better. We're going into a pitcher's park here. I think there's better pitchers overall um, in the slate on DraftKings and FanDuel tomorrow. Um, don't really like either of these teams from a, any perspective. It's a large slate. I think there's better pitchers that we'll speak about a little bit later. There's better hitters that we'll speak about a little bit later. I, I guess you can go with Acuna, maybe Donaldson. Freeman hits pretty much everybody, but I'm not really attacking this Pirates lineup from you know from the left side here. I know Josh Bell's been hot, unless you know the weather changes tomorrow and it's about 95 degrees in Pittsburgh, which I doubt. <laughs> I'm pretty much fading this game. Do you have any thoughts on Freed Brawl? Any kind of yeah. stacking you like? Plenty of it. So the irony of me when I look at a DFS slate is I look at the slate and it's in its in, in its entirety. There's plenty of opportunities to win big here on Tuesday. I then make my money plays and I have eight potential money plays. Uh, this is the type of day where I think you play multiple lineups. You're going to start with Atlanta and Pittsburgh. I go green, red, yellow. Green means go, go, go. Red means no play. Yellow is proceed with caution. There is no play here for me. It's a lefty versus lefty matchup and Look at the language you used when you're like, I guess you could do this. Uh, maybe you could do that. Uncertainty on a 15-game slate. I'm going to put my money somewhere else. Uh, something to look at, though. Uh, the pitcher from Pittsburgh, uh, Brault, has been working with Ray Searage quite a bit. So I'll watch that game because I have ownership of Max Fried, and he's 7-3. and three. I think he's pitching to like a 3.2 ERA. It's going to be fun to watch starting on two days rest. But there's no play here in Atlanta at Pittsburgh for me. I totally agree. Um, let's head into our next game because I think we can definitely get some uh, some players from this game. We got Strasburg at home. He's coming in as a heavy favorite versus Ronaldo Lopez. I'm fading these White Sox bats. We don't really need to talk about them much. And Strasburg probably comes in as your your top arm on the slate. He's been you know pretty much lights out all year. He's pitching at home. This White Sox team does not scare me. They lose their DH going into Washington here. So I like Strasburg a lot to kind of anchor your cash games as your, your SP1. There's another pitcher that will compete with him that we'll talk about soon in a good matchup as well. But I think Strasburg is your clear-cut ace. You play him in your cash games on FanDuel and DraftKings. 
you kind of neglect the pricing and just, you know, go all in on Strasburg. Uh, Snell is a close second that we'll speak about, but I really like Strasburg in this game. As far as these Nats bats go, Soto, Rendon, Adams, I haven't got Adams right all year long. The days <laughs> I don't play him, he's got a great game. The days I play him, he goes over four or three Ks. So, again, he's in a good spot. He's valued because he's been so inconsistent. Um, I like these. I like Turner up top, maybe get some stolen bases tomorrow. How are you seeing this game play out? Yeah, so if I go red for no play, yellow for proceed with caution, and green for go, 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 this game has a green light. Uh, I like Washington bats here, mainly because uh, Lopez is pitching to like a 6.2 ERA. Uh, He does have the motivation of being a former Nat, but beyond that, I don't see much upside. Strasburg, I think on the flip, like you said, is a pitching play here as well. Obviously, he's chalky. Uh, He has looked good recently, and I don't think the White Sox bats offer much resistance. So green, go, go, go for Tuesday, looking at Washington bats here, as well as Strasburg as a pitching option. Same here, same here. I'm glad you agree. Now we got Tanaka going against these Blue Jays and Clayton Richard. The Blue Jays kind of let us down in Coors Field. They had a couple of good matchups, didn't do much. Now they're facing Tanaka. Um, Guerrero is still going to be cheap in some spots, but Tanaka is not a guy that you really want to attack. The Yankees, on the other hand, they're probably coming in as one of the top stacks of the night for me. I love seeing weak lefties versus Yankees lineup. You got LeMahieu, Voigt, Sanchez, Hicks, Torres, Morales, Ursula, Frazier. They Mm -hmm. all can swing from the right side. They're either switch hitters or power righties. Um, You can lock, as Matt's saying, uh, green with the Yankees. I say Tanaka is a proceed with caution. Um, You can pitch him. He'll probably get the win, but not someone I'm going to deliberately, you know, go after. There's definitely better pitchers on the slate. So if he, you know, if you see him as a tough value and he fits, I get it, but not somebody I'm going to attack. But these Yankees, they're probably going to come in as one of the top plays of the slate. Do you see anything differently here, Matt? No, I don't just willy-nilly give green go, go, go. Uh, I still use, I guess they're antiquated now, but I look at splits. Look, I, I love FIP, and I love WOBA, and I love every advanced metric out there, but I'll still go back to the old splits, and the splits favor the Yankees big time here. Green, go, go, go for Tuesday. I like Yankee bats very much. As far as on the pitching side, there's other pitchers I'm looking at. I, I, I fade both of these guys. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. Um, the next guy, which I want to compare to Strasburg and get your point on, you got Snell, who's you know basically you know in line or maybe a top five candidate right now for Cy Young, going against a team that I've been loving to target with pitchers um, yeah. and the Tigers. You got a a pitcher's park. You got a weak Tigers lineup. You got Snell going to come in again as a heavy favorite. Might even be a heavier favorite than Strasburg. He's going to be close on Tuesday night when the lines break out. But Snell's got to be, if not one, he's 1A to Strasburg. These raised bats have been pesky. Guys like Pham Garcia are, are in good spots as one-offs. I think they're in play for a stack. I think they're in play, you know, for some one-offs. You know, the Yankees, I would put ahead of them at this point. But I would put the Rays equal to these Nationals that we spoke about earlier. As Matt's been saying, Snell is definitely a go. I think ownership's pretty much up top is going to be split between Strasburg and Snell. It's a tough call. Um, the discount on DraftKings comes with Snell. How do you see this, Matt? Well, sometimes I like to say I balk at the chalk. A hundred percent, Snell is going to be at the top here, as will Tampa Bats, like you said. 
this matchup and one other matchup on the slate screams to me, take my money, take my money. And that's where I get spooked because I always end up going and something doesn't happen like it's supposed to. This is the obvious. Don't let me talk you out of it. Green, go, go, go for Tuesday. Snell and Tampa bats. But with 15 opportunities, if I can catch a value somewhere else, I wouldn't mind saving the money that I have to spend on Snell. I got you. Yeah, you can't. It, it's going to be impossible to play Snell with Strasburg. So you're going to have to, you know, make yeah. a choice on one of them. I can see it going like a coin flip either way. But uh, we got Smeltzer with these twins that have been swinging hot bats versus mm-hmm. Bieber at home. Bieber is the better play here. Mm-hmm. I don't like either team as far as nope. hitting goes. I'm going to avoid <laughs> both these teams. You know, the twins have been really good, but Bieber's yep. also been good. So they kind of negate the fact if it was a smaller slate, I can maybe attack Bieber here. But this game's got a big X next to it. I'm going to fade both sides. And I'm not going to pay up for Bieber with guys like Snell and Strasburg ahead of him. You're getting a slight discount, but the discount on DraftKings is not enough for me to to pull a trigger on, on Bieber. Do you like Bieber? Do you, do you see him as being in a good spot here, worth the money, worth the discount? No play, Jay. No play at all. This will be a fun series. I think the Indians will play with some urgency. Uh, Smeltzer lefty, nice, exciting. Last time out against, uh, was it Milwaukee? Uh, Bieber could use a good outing, but I'm with you. No play here. And I just want to remind people, 15 games. You don't have to play certain games. Just think about how you feel when you look at the slate. Move on and look look for your green go, go, go. Tuesday, no play Minnesota Cleveland for me. I agree with you again. Um, now we got these Mets. You know, I'm a big Mets fan. These Mets. We got the Mets. Syndergaard has been back and forth. Bumgarner. This is like your 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 okay. game where if they were pitching two years ago, you'd want to attack both these pitchers. But Syndergaard has been way too inconsistent for me. The Mets have been hitting a little bit better as of late. You got guys like Alonzo and Ramos who have been pretty consistent all year long. Again, I think there's better spots here. Definitely not touching either of these two offenses. Um, definitely a no-go for me. Bumgarner and Syndergaard, I think there's better plays on the board. But they come in with a little bit of a discount. As your SP2 at 9,000 on DraftKings, Bumgarner makes some sense at 9K. Um, going against a Mets lineup, that doesn't really scare me too much. So I can see it as an SP2. But hopefully we can get somebody a little bit cheaper down here that you know Matt likes or I like. That can give you a little more savings here with the SP2 so you can, you can spend up on some bats. But do you, do you have any reasoning to stuff Baumgartner or Noah into your lineup tomorrow? <laughs> when I was a younger man, I would speed up to go through the yellow light. Now that I'm older and wiser, I slow down and I stop. This game is that. It's a proceed with caution. This would be a pick-on game for me, but... The Giants have shown some life recently, and yes, Bumgarner's on the mound. You know he's never lost to the Mets? He has a career 1.69 ERA versus that team. I know we're talking about a guy, you know, a couple years ago, but that's still something to look at. As far as Syndergaard goes, uh, little interesting thing. He could be off throwing his slider, and if he's not throwing it, then what does that mean? That means that he's got a 98-mile-per-hour fastball, uh, what, a change in a curve? And that's what the Giants' bats are going to be seeing. So I think if Syndergaard can sprinkle that slider in and gain confidence, he's going to turn the corner. Here's the final thing. The Giants are in the top 13 of the league against the fastball. So if, if Syndergaard's going to throw it, granted his is 98, the Giants can hit it. 
but they are at the bottom of the league versus the slider. So if Syndergaard figures that out, we can have an interesting game. Uh, yeah, man, I proceed with caution here, but if you're a cool, hip youngster, fly through that yellow and take it and make it green. I think the most interesting matchup in this game is going to be when these pitchers go against each other. They're both love swinging the bats. Yeah. So nice. you got Bumgarner versus Syndergaard. I think that's going to be the most interesting thing in this game. But for DFS pur- purposes, you know, you might take a chance at either pitcher, but avoid these bats. Um, no oh, reason to really attack you something. Is there a way when Haley can have, I don't know if it's a prop bet or something, can we get action on Bumgarner versus Syndergaard and Syndergaard versus Bumgarner? We have partners at Monkey Knife Fight, but I don't think they advance to the, the pitcher versus pitcher hitting matchup. So <laughs> I'll, I'll speak to the higher up there and see craziness. if we can get something going. <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, now let's look at this next game. We got the Brewers, one of the best offenses in the league, oh, yeah. uh, going against Pablo Lopez, Chase Anderson. I don't really have much of a read here other than uh, these Brewers' bats are always in play. They play every single game of this entire season. Um, um, tell me about your love for the Brewers. Tell me about Pablo Lopez. Do you, you think he's going to get blown up on Tuesday night? Yeah, when I was a kid, there was a song, Ring the Alarm, and now the sound is dying. Oh, you ring the alarm on this game. Green, go, go, go for Tuesday. This is a pick-on game, especially in that ballpark. Lopez has a split, you ready, of an 8.26 ERA on the road. I don't think the Brewers' victims are, vic- hitters are going to fall victim to, to his curveball. This is a Milwaukee stack all day long. Also, Chase Anderson may be a good pitching value play, but ring the alarm Tuesday, Miami and Milwaukee. Milwaukee stack, Chase Anderson maybe is a sleepy, sneaky, sexy pitcher. Yeah, you got Yelich, you got Moustakis, you got Grandel. Thames had a good game um, this weekend as well. So I think you, you stack up these lefties. At any time, Kane and Braun are always in play as well. So grab your bats from Milwaukee. It's close for me between these Brewers and Yankees right now. You know, they're two great stacks that I think are going to match in the domes tomorrow tonight. Um, now we got the Rockies with Jeff Hoffman going in to see these Cubs. I always warn, you know, our listeners, you got to check the weather in Chicago. There's going to be days <laughs> this summer when the wind's blowing out 15, 20 miles an hour. So check out, you know, we have a meteorologist on WindDailyDFS.com. So make sure you check out Mark Paquette's reports because that'll change everything on both sides. If the wind's blowing in heavy, no ball caring but the wind blow guys like Schwarber, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez and these Cubbies just signed Carlos Gonzalez. His guy's been bouncing around the league. Used to be, you know, one of the best bats in the league about 5-10 years ago but he's been falling off. It's interesting to see how he plays. This lineup is pretty stacked. How do you see these Cubs you know, playing out on Tuesday night versus Jeff Hoffman? Yeah, Tuesday night, all trends point to Hendricks pitching well, but I do see that uh, Murphy and Arenado have good history uh, versus him. This is a proceed with caution. I see a yellow here because there's still so many other green go-go-goes. So Tuesday, Colorado and the Cubs, I proceed with caution. I'm not on it. So you're not really on the bats as well versus Hoffman? Depending on the weather, no. Okay. Maybe. Maybe there's there's others out there. Come back to me because you said it too. The Yankee stack is sexy. The Milwaukee stack is sexy. I have another sexy stack that I'm going to talk about. So uh, come back to me and I'll let you know if I'm still on those bats. I wouldn't be shocked if it's coming out of this next game. You got <laughs> Dylan Bundy. There he is. <laughs> Smiley in Texas. 
Uh, it looks like the over-under this game is going to be 11. I won't be surprised if one of these teams get into double digits here. You got Bundy. You don't want righties going into Texas versus these lefties. This 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 game is stacked with lefties. True, Santana, Mazzara, Ordor, Guzman. And then from the other side, this guy Nunez has been mashing lefties on the backside. Mancini's been hitting good. Alberto, Villar, you could probably get some value out of this side. Is this the game that you look to target here? If you're the smartest guy in the room, you see a potential for a lot of runs here. I have my note here that says check Vegas run total, and you just told it to me. So to me, it's a Texas stack. It's green, go, go, go. But now, do I outthink myself and think Vegas does this all the time? See, I think the universe in and of itself is, is not on the up and up. So is this game, and I don't know, Blake Snell, the game that is 2-1 in this game, and Blake Snell maybe gets lit up, and you just look back at all your knowledge, and you go, what the heck? Yes, this is obviously Tuesday's play here, a big Texas stack against King Kong Bundy, 100%. Now, what's going on with Gallo? I don't see him in the projected lineup right now. Oblique, he's out. He's out. So that's a big bat out of their lineup. Um, So that downgrades them a little bit. Um, But Mazar, True. You know, they're they're still in play, but I like what would be more impressive than your your first day on the podcast and you calling this game, <laughs> which has one of the highest over unders, to kind of you know lay an egg, and then the same thing with Blake Snell in a dream matchup versus the Tigers. So I mean, I'm gonna jot this in my notes, and if it plays out t- Tuesday night, you know, I'm gonna have to do something special for you. Uh, but we got these Red Sox going to KC. I've been attacking KC a little bit as of late with these pitching matchups. To be honest with you, I want you to tell me about Glenn Sparkman because I don't know much about Glenn Sparkman. Um, he's projected to start on Tuesday night. But Rodriguez got his start pushed back. He was supposed to pitch in Yankee Stadium. I think this is a good, good time to maybe attack a guy like Rodriguez. Um, slot him into your lineups. He's not a, a go, as you would say, like a Strasburg or a Snell. But I think at 8000 on DraftKings, He's probably one of your best value plays of the day. Um, at 8,000, you want that K potentially has it. You want a weaker lineup. You have it here. You want a team that's coming in as a favorite. You got in the Red Sox. So Rodriguez at 8,000, I think he can get you the win. I think he can get you probably six, seven Ks versus KC lineup. Nobody really worries me at times. You know, Merrifield and Montessi have done some things, but, you know, they don't really scare me. I think Rodriguez is going to be heavily owned as your SP2 tomorrow on DraftKings. How do you see this game playing out, Matt? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a green go, go, go for me, and there's a lot of reasons. Uh, Erod is a left-handed pitcher, may play really well in Kaufman Stadium. Sparkman gets back on the mound after buzzing. Was it Tim Anderson? He, he's just – I don't know what kind of confidence is going to be there. Uh, also looking at Kansas City's lineup, Dozier goes on the IL, which slides Gordon up, which puts more pressure on Solaire. This is just going to be fun to watch from a baseball perspective. Lastly, uh, Boston Bats. Uh, they, they came alive against the Yankees, but they weren't happy about the first two games. If the Red Sox are going to be the Red Sox that they were last year, it's going to happen now. So maybe Boston Bats are a sneaky little stack for Tuesday. Yeah, so far this season, I I would say in in losses, I probably lost a couple thousand dollars playing these Boston bats. In earnings potential, I probably lost tens of thousand dollars playing these Red Sox bats. They've been kind of not doing good in great spots all year long. Like you said, they're they're due to break out. 
Guys like Devers um, has been the only one that's been really consistent. Um, ben Attendi, pretty terrible year so far. JD is starting to heat up, and Betts yeah, surprisingly so hasn't been doing much either. So I'm a little cautious here, but this lines up perfectly for you know a time to stack the Red Sox at somewhat low ownership with one of the best matchups on the slate. So I totally get the play. Um, now we got Luis Castillo, a guy with a ton of potential, has his great games and fouls it up with a pretty terrible game. And it looks like Tuesday night is going to be – do you see who's starting for the Cardinals right now? Do you, do you have a confirmed yes. – yeah, yeah. So uh, it's Genesis Cabrera. Okay, who, so um... it is Cabrera. Yeah, I was seeing mixed reports here, maybe a Cabrera, maybe a Rainwright. But um, how do you see this game? Can you trust Cassio going into Pitcher's Park versus a bunch of righties? Um, can you can you play Castillo? Is he is he safe? Yeah. I'm assuming he's going to be in your yellow tier, but yeah. you tell me. It's a, it's a red light. It's a no play, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Cardinal hitters are going to expect probably to see a lot of change-ups here, and they would benefit from that if they were able to work Castillo deep into the counts because if you look at his numbers, uh, once he goes deep into counts, that's where he starts to fall apart. The Cardinals might not have the luxury of doing that because the aforementioned Genesis Cabrera, he's still unproven. So he could have the cards in a hole early, and not have Cardinal batters the the time nor patience to attack Castillo the way they want to. If Cabrera, because he's got a 99-mile-per-hour fastball, if he can get that pitch going, it's a different game and watch out. But because those are question marks, this is a red no-play for Tuesday, Cincinnati and St. Louis. Yeah, I'm staying away. Castillo on DraftKings is at 10-1. And when you see 10-1 Castillo or you see 11,000 or 11-5 Blake Snell, or, you know, a guy like Erod at 8,000. I'm either taking a discount and grabbing Erod that I think is going to have a better game than Castillo, or I'm paying up for safety, which I think is the right play. So, like Matt said, you're avoiding Castillo, and you're playing the smart money and the safe money with the other guys yeah. we mentioned. Now we got, I would say, the National League Cy Young winner right now for, if we have to cast our votes with Rayu going against the D-backs. How good has Rayu been so far this year? I will admit that uh, I didn't believe for the first, I want to say, what is he, 8-1 and one now? For maybe the first three starts, four starts, even on the fifth start, I'm starting to come around now. That ERA is, is what is it? It's under 1-5. I think it's called 1-4-8. He's yet to allow more than two runs in a start this entire season. So Rayu is 100% a green light Tuesday play. He's an obvious. Uh, that ballpark? kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, I think Dodger Bats can beat up on Arizona's starter. I think it's a kid named Clark I don't know much about. And I think that look, the Dodgers are 9-1 and one in their last 10, something like that. Play a Dodger bat stack if you're in a second or third lineup at the at the tail end of whatever your allotted money is that you want to play for the day. Uh, but yeah, green go-go-go on Tuesday for Ryu and some Dodger Bats. I totally agree. Ryu's been, you know... The bugaboo on him early was he wasn't going deep in games last year or prior years, and now they're letting him loose. He's been as impressive as as impressive can be, you know, for these Dodgers. And the Dodgers, you don't want to be facing the Dodgers with the righty. You got Peterson, Muncy, Bellinger, Seager, Verdugo, um, this guy they called out Beatty. This this screams to me, you know, stack for the Dodgers. I, I feel safer, you know, playing the Dodgers over the Red Sox over the Rangers and the Orioles, because this is a proven commodity at this point. I right. equate them 
possibly even above the Brewers. It's going to be close, you know, to make my main stack lineup. I would love to get these Brewers with the Dodgers or the Dodgers with the Yankees. I think they come in as one of the top stacks of the night here. Um, they're green all the way. I like them more than the Nats as well. So I really like uh, the Dodgers. I like Rayu. He's quite expensive. So it's going to be a tough call at the top, but he's definitely in play. Uh, we got a couple more late games here. We got Montas having a great year all around versus Canning. This is going to be a game where I'm avoiding all the hitters. Both pitchers are kind of interesting to me. I think there's better pitchers on the slate. And as far as pricing goes, again, I like to compare pitchers to pitchers within the same range. So you got a guy like Canning, which I do like. I think he has potential to you know, blossom as a, as a number two starter. But I got Rodriguez with a better matchup. And Rodriguez is coming in cheaper. And the same goes uh, for Montas. I, I like him overall. But if you're talking 10-4 on DraftKings, for a guy versus these Angels, I'd rather take Snell or Strasburg or, again, take that discount. So I'm hitting the avoid button on all these guys from a pitcher's and his perspective, unless you can sell me otherwise, Matt. Uh, Jay, I love the way you break down why you're going to spend money here, why you're not going to spend money there. I think that's a vital, vital takeaway from this whole discussion is to really understand, I said at the top, if you play more than one, two lineups, you know, that's that's a different thing. But where you choose to spend your money, that's that's a big deal. So I tip my non-existent cap here. Hang on, I'll put a hat on. You can't see me. Hat on, hat off, tip of the cap to you. Uh, this game, Tuesday, will be the game that I watch, not the game that I put my money on. Uh, Frankie Montas is a guy that I've been singing all year. Three earned runs or less in 10 of his 11 starts this year. Uh, he's got like an ERA of 2.8. Griffin Canning, I like. He gave up, what, one run? I think he gave her like three hits, scattered over six innings against Oakland last time out. This is a proceed with caution. Uh, I, don't, I don't put my money on it. I don't dislike it. But I'd rather watch this game and enjoy it. I totally, totally agree. Now we got the Astros going against the Mariners. Miley battling. This guy's been battling every start, finding a way to pitch deeper in the games, grab some points. The Mariners started off as one of the hottest teams in the league. I think they go under-owned tomorrow. I think they might be in a sneaky spot, a place where I'll probably grab a one-off just to try to fade some ownership, maybe grab a guy like Encarnacion or Hanniger. Not a team I really want to fully stack. And from the Astros side of things, you know much about the starter. I'm looking to see. I'm looking like it's going to be Andrew Mort on Tuesday night. Do you know much about this guy? Uh, Tuesday, I still have TBD, who is my favorite starter in all of baseball. <laughs> um, this is a green go, go, go. I, I don't know who they're going to throw, uh, and I don't think it's Taiwan Walker, and I don't think it's Randy Johnson. So I stick with Astro Bats. Seattle is not very good at home. They have the third worst team ERA in the league. I think they've given up the second most earned runs as a staff, the first most runs allowed as a staff. Uh, the math just points to Houston here on Tuesday. Stack yeah, away. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. There's better guys than Miley. He's at 8,200 on DraftKings. Again, you know, Rodriguez, a couple other guys I'd rather pay up for. So I'm going to stay away from the pitchers here. I'm going to look to attack once we get a confirmed starter for the Mariners. If it's a righty, guys like Brantley, Reddick, 
uh, make a lot of sense. Derek Fisher's been pretty good. He's been providing some value as of late. And if it's a lefty, you know the guys. Guys like Bregman and Guriel, you can pretty much play them against both sides. But uh, the last game on the slate looks like we have Eikhoff versus Paddock. These bats, they keep on winning games, but they're not winning anybody money in DFS. Uh, Paddock's been good. This is a game that I think is, for the most part, going to be a pitcher's duel. These, these Padres don't really do much for me. Machado's having what I thought it was going to have. How funny is it, though, that the two guys that got all the buzz all offseason, all the money was spent on them. They really haven't done anything for their teams. A um, couple good games here and there for Harper, but it doesn't make any sense to me to play anybody from a DFS perspective. Unless you're looking for extreme low ownership, I'm going to watch this game potentially as my late-night game, but not a game that I really want to stack from either side. Do you like Paddock, possibly? I think he's too expensive on DraftKings. Do you like any of these bats? Eikhoff? Anything here? <laughs> Listen to the tone of your voice. You sound like my mother. Yeah. Do you like any of these things? Do you care about any of them? So out of 15 games on the slate, eight of them have been green go, go, go. Uh, this one here, look, Eikhoff has an 8.35 ERA over his last four starts. That's That's sexy. Yeah, happy Chris Paddock Day, everyone. I get it. He's at home. He has like a 1.4 ERA at home. I think he strikes out about 34% of the batters that he faces in his five starts at Petco. Plus, he's pissed off about that last start against the Yankees. But this is proceed with caution. This is I watch. And as far as Harper and Machado not, quote-unquote, doing anything, uh, someone mentioned to me that Mike Trout's war is better than Harper and Machado's war combined. I would believe that. (laughs) that Before, it was just a number, and now I see it come to life. And it's like, wow. Yeah, Machado, you know, going to San Diego didn't really make much sense uh, to me if he really wanted to do something special. And then as far as Harper, he was on the decline already, wasn't staying healthy, swinging with some power, but wasn't really doing much for average, striking out a bunch. So, listen, these major league teams are making so much money, they got to spend it on somebody. So they, they are good players, but, you know, obviously they're not having great seasons. So, we pretty much covered the slate here. Um, just to recap, Strasburg and Snell kind of at the top, you know, locking in your cash games. I like Rodriguez as a value play on DraftKings as your SB2. Uh, Matt mentioned a couple other guys, Rayu. He makes a lot of sense. I think you got to kind of choose between Rayu, um, Snell, Strasburg, and Rodriguez. For value on DraftKings for pitching, you know, if you want to take a shot, Lopez at 5,200 as an SP2, if you really felt the need to get some bats, makes some sense. Washington, they haven't been swinging that hot of bats, so I can see that in a pitcher's park. Lopez, out of you know some games, he gets to these sneaky games, and he does pretty well. So I can see somebody, you know, some Sharks taking a shot at him. The stacks that I liked, and I think Matt can agree to some of these, were these Yankees. Coming in close to the top. The Astros make some sense. The Dodgers I really like a lot. And this Texas-Baltimore game, like Matt said, with Gallo out, this game could, you know, go over-owned. It could be a good fade spot. The Red Sox also in play. Did I miss anything here? Obviously the Brewers. Anything else you want to say for, you know, the final touch here? Uh, no, just don't sleep on things like Tampa Bats, Chase Anderson, uh, Erod. 
uh, maybe again, the Astro bats, just uh, don't sleep on these things because that's how you can make the foundation. And then, man, you know it when you have a night where every lineup hits or that one big one hits, it feels so good just to know you go back into your account and you have this much more money in it. And I don't know, to me, that's, that's joyful. No, it's nothing, it's nothing better than being right. And then also getting rewarded, rewarding for it. And that immediate, grat- immediate gratification that, wow, I really killed it tonight. And I had a great lineup and I kind of faded ownership on Snell because I had this gut feeling And my best nights, to be totally honest, is when I, I do my own research and I go against the grain. I go with my gut. I go with my intuition. And, you know, the numbers have to make sense, but there's going to be a lot of guys that make sense on a 15-game slate. you kind yeah, of got to right? tap into that gut. And like Matt said, if you got a feeling that Snell is not going to be the guy tomorrow, you know, just there's enough plays to, to fade him. Um, same thing if you feel like these Tampa Bay bats are going to be the under-owned uh, stack of the night. They've been winning a lot of people money so far this season because nobody's playing them and they keep on getting the pitchers and Carpenter is a, a guy you want to attack. So I like that a lot on a 15 game slate though. I will say one thing ownership won't be so high on any of these teams because with a 15 game slate, don't try to be too different. Don't play the ownership game. When you like plays, play the game, right. the teams you like, the games you like, if it's a three game slate, like on Monday night, yeah, you have to try to be a little bit different just to fade the ownership. But on a, on a slate of 15 games, even if you tried picking the, the, the guys with the most ownership or the teams with the most ownership, you're probably going to be wrong. So might as well pick the teams that you like and the guys you like and, you know, go go to the bank, you know, risking your money on the plays that you like. And that's all I got for us. Matt, I really love your energy on the show. I think our listeners are going to love it. And we you know, for our first show together, I think we did a good job so far, and there's plenty of things to come. Matt, you're also going to be writing for us as well. I've heard some things. You were talking to Scott. What are you naming the show, the, the article? <laughs> Scott, came, Scott came up with a couple of names. I don't know which one he decided on, but basically, yeah, you'll get a transcript, essentially, of this discussion. If you listen and you're like you're driving or you're in the gym, like, oh, what do you say? It's all going to be right there written out for you nicely, uh, color-coded, too. Green for go, red to stop, and yellow to proceed with caution. So you're going to put, put our graphic designer to, uh, to work, I guess, with all these colors. We're going to be uh, putting a lot of graphics behind you, but it's been a great show. I just want to let the listeners know, um, anybody who's in the New York area as well, we're hosting our first live event this Friday, uh, June 7th at Brother Jimmy's in NYC. If anybody's in the area of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, it's a free event. Um, we're renting out the entire basement. We're going to have a live fantasy event, cash prizes. Um, it's going to be a great time. Industry heads will be there. Fantasy players will be there. Um, myself, Scott, Possibly Matt, a couple other employees who, who write for the site will be there as well. It's going to be a great time. Come hang out with us if you're in the area. If you need more details, just tweet at WindDailyDFS or shoot us an email on the website. But love to have everybody there who's in the area. It's free. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to watch the NBA Finals Game 4. Hopefully it's a good series by then. It's already 1-1. We had an interesting game on Sunday. I think there's going to be another couple close games coming up. So if you're in the area, stop by. Matt, it's been a pleasure. And everybody, let's have a profitable night on Tuesday. And good luck in your games.